Yo! Welcome to the Bible Study Girl Podcast. This is Sarita, and the first sound you heard was my brother trying to spice up his introduction. He is the executive producer of this podcast. Oh, did I say I'm Sarita, but you probably know me as Bible Study Girl. He threw me off with his his yo. Um, and so the yo was from the executive producer of this podcast, Bible Study Brother. What up, people? It is I, Bible Study Brother, but I'm also known as Icarus Gray over at Gray Area Anime. And this is the most wick, 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 wonderful podcast of your day. Go and listen to my new. Well, it's not new, but it's go listen. Not, go listen to my song. I, go listen to my song. They say on all the streaming platforms, get your hate out of here. Uh, we glad to be back. We are glad to be back. I wasn't gonna hate on you, brother, but I was gonna say you've been saying it's new for like it's not new. It's you've been saying it's, it's new, new to it's new to it's new to if you haven't listened people. to it before, it's new to you. So go listen to they say guys. Welcome again to the Bible Study Girl Podcast. We are so glad you guys decided to stroll on down. We are continuing to be in the midst of our blog recap series and today is a very special treat today we're going to talk about the very first sermon recap that was ever published on bible study girl i was wondering when my music was gonna fade i was like it's really bumping today well normally you get to the you get to this part and then i kind of start you know because you tell people what we do and then Oh, yeah. Okay. I got you. And so uh, in the blog recap, what we do is I start off and I give Bible study brother the honor of letting me know what he thought when he read the blog, what feelings it evoked in him, any just fresh thoughts that come to mind when he read the blog. And then I I'll let you guys know how I felt at the time that the blog was published and maybe if those thoughts and feelings have changed. Like I said, this is literal. this is the very first sermon recap that I ever did on the blog um, over three years ago at this point. But the thing that is so special about this sermon recap is that at this time it wasn't even called a sermon recap. I just was I just was recapping the sermon. <laughs> so you guys are in for a special treat. The title of this sermon recap is I Went Out Full. If you are not familiar, you can head over to BibleStudyGirl.com. You can type on the magnifying glass in the upper right-hand corner of the screen and type in the words, I went out full. That will pull the blog up immediately for you. I always give that disclaimer, that little hint, that little tip to people because there are hundreds of blogs on BibleStudyGirl.com and it would take you a while to find it. Um, There are several different ways you can find blogs. So when I say the sermon recap series, there's a cat. You can go look through categories and you can specifically just look up all the sermon recaps if you want. However, I will give you a little note. This is the first sermon recap and I'm going to tell y'all. It's probably not categorized under sermon recap because it is the very first one. Um, Maybe by the time you guys are listening, I will have corrected that. Um, But that's just another fun hint and tip and uh, another way that you can explore the website without having to read all the blocks. It's divided into categories. So, um, for instance, like in the month of November, we have Give Roses. That's Give Roses and we 
say nice things and we say the things that we're thankful for. Um, so if you are just wanting to read things that we're thankful for, that different people have been thankful for over the years, you can go to the Give Roses category. Um, if you want to read everything that Bible Study Brother ever wrote for the blog, you can go to Bible Study Brother's category. If you want to see what Bible Study Mama wrote, you just go to her category. So there are lots of different fun ways to explore the website. Explore the website. So you guys can have at it. I just wanted to give you some handy dandy helpful tips. But today... Back to the blog recap, we are talking about the sermon. I went out full. And let me tell you, even just reading the sermon recap, I get like goosebumps because it was so good to me. But it might not be good to you. Brother, what did you think? So what I thought is there's there was another sermon that somebody had preached on uh, Naomi um, in her situation. And I'm going to read the first time we're really doing this, but I'm going to read an excerpt from the blog to kind of illustrate the story just so I can talk about it without having to like have too much going on. So I got it. Uh, Naomi is a woman from Bethlehem. She has a husband mm-hmm, and two sons. I'm not trying them names right now. Elimelech uh, and mm-hmm. the, the sons. We ain't got to. You know. Okay. Uh, Bethlehem begins to experience a famine. Uh, Elimelech decides that the family should move to the country of Moab when the famine begins in Bethlehem. Uh, The family sets up residence in Moab. Then Naomi's husband dies uh, and the boys grew up. They marry Moabite women and then both of her uh, sons die. Um, And because of how uh, everything has happened um, at the time, um, Ruth does not have, you know, she does not have any kids. So literally all she has left from leaving Bethlehem currently is her daughter-in-law. After, you know, leaving in the middle of a famine and she talks about leaving full. Uh, So, um, and two things I always take from this. uh, Well, three. One is Naomi was honest about how she was feeling. And talking to God about how she was feeling um, and talking about how she felt bitter, how she felt, uh, you know, empty in terms of the things she was going. She was very honest and earnest about her feelings, which says, again, our God is not a God who makes you feel like you cannot talk to him about your trials and transgressions. It's not like, well, you just got to deal with it. That's not who he is or how he presents himself Two, Ruth's decision to go with her mother-in-law. Um, given that she was a Moabite woman, she could have just went back, uh, could have stayed in Moab and went back and stayed under uh, Moabite traditions. She did not. She is now following um, Jewish traditions, I want to say. Yes. Yeah, she's following Jewish traditions. Like, she's following the Lord is is pretty much the important part of that, not not what specific part of where she's following, but she's following the Lord. Like, leaving your entire country, the place where you grew up, following God, that's part two. The third part that is always inspiring to me is this is while while she felt empty and she was full in the middle of a famine, not only was she full in the middle of a famine, then when she comes back feeling empty, he restores her like through her daughter in law, like everything that she has is restored. And then some Um because of still having the faith, because of a connection and an intimacy and with the Lord and talking with him 
earnestly, truthfully, in a way of giving the burdens, in the way of giving the anger and and those things that are not of God to God so he can uh, fill you up with love, goodness, and his direction. Um, You know, very often, you know, it is very easy. We talk about our uh, year before last at this point, 2021, I have to start saying 2021 at this point. Right. Uh, two years ago. Two, God, literally. literally two been two ago. years ago at this point. Literally uh, two. So two years ago at this point, like that to me was the moment where I, I started, where you start to understand Naomi, you start to understand Job, you start to understand the trials and tribulations that go on in the middle of grief and loss. Like the fact is, if a lot of us just stay bitter, we go to a That's church, so we go to a church that didn't respect us, our original design or whatever, and we just stay bitter. We go off to where like they bitter too. They just don't make you accountable for getting out of your, your bitterness. They don't make you accountable for changing your feelings. That ain't saying you got to like go and, you know, go back to a church that wasn't good for you. But at some point you got to forgive them folks. And forgive yourself for what you believed from what happened with them. Right. Because you choose to believe it. You choose, you know, all that you choose to believe God through a person that is valuable and not seek your own relationships and, and all this other stuff. So the thing of coming to God with all of our problems, like some things that we don't understand, um, is so prevalent, you know, and what I get. Every time I hear about her and majority of the time, uh, what I hear about this story is people always talking about, Ooh, I'm waiting on my Boaz. I'm waiting on. Right. That's all you hear. Not understanding what Ruth did, not only what Ruth did, but what, how pivotal Naomi's faith was, because a lot of I'm pretty sure, especially given the social dynamics and social things that go on within uh, the families during those time periods. Ruth would have spent a lot of time with Naomi, you know, in terms of if they were doing stuff while her sons and her husband were out. Mm-hmm. Um, and through that, she saw the light of what Naomi was and, and followed there and stayed close to that because of how full her heart was to those traditions and, and, and staying close to God because of what her relationship with God was at from seeing Naomi as an example. Um, and we just have to be way more intentional about, um, uh, understanding how we can about talking to God and what we can bring to God. Like, um, he's not somebody who's like, Oh, can't talk to me about that. They want you to right. feel like that. It's people who make it seem like you can't talk to him about, your identity, your your like sexual orientation, your addictions, like nothing in the Bible says don't take this to God. Like it, it makes you also understand like there's nothing you can hide from him in the first place. So why not talk to him about it? Right. I think that probably comes, though, from, you know, position of we need to honor and respect him. And, you know, in our culture, it's disrespectful to question your parents. Um, you just do it because they said so and you don't question. So I think a lot of that is probably cultural, the feeling that you can't express 
your feelings or emotions. Um, and I think that is something that I've had to, that's something I've had to shake and learn and grow into and know, hey, you know, God is big enough for your questions. He may not provide you the answer that you want, but talk to him about it. I mean, who else can answer it? Who else can fix it for you? Nobody. So that's definitely why you should have open and honest communication with him. And like you said, what's the point of lying? He know how you really feel about something. Um. So, yeah, sorry I interrupted you. No, nah, you're fine. That, that That's I was at the end because I just wanted to say that that it's like restoration is real. Talking to God about everything that you're going through is real. We have to, I'm not going to allow the distraction of it. It's just like people make you feel like there are only certain things that you can bring to him. There's only certain things you can bring to them. And honestly, that's going to be a truth no matter who it is you, you think is the most accepting in the world. Like, but God is the one who's going to accept everything that is you. Uh, and as long as you walk with him, it's going to help uh, manifest and change you to who you would like to be. And I'm going to say this. This was my first uh, sermon recap. The message was so good that Sunday. I was like, girl, you can't keep this to yourself. I struggled for several different reasons because I take notes during church. And I think I've discussed that before. I do take notes during church. I started taking notes during church for sermons. Probably. I have a book here. I can look. I think I started back in 2000, 2005. I'm looking at it. October of 2005, I started taking notes for sermons. So I would um, write the date, where I was when I heard the sermon, and who the sermon, and the title, and like, came from. And I started doing that because I was going to church, but I felt like I wasn't retaining that information from week to week. I would go to church, almost get like a high, like a feel good. This is going to get me through the week. But I wasn't really retaining it. And I wasn't getting the information in a practical way for me to take away and really do something to change my life. And so I thought to myself, when you take notes, when you go to school, you know, church is school. Take notes, see if you can pick out those nuggets that you can work on during the week so that when you come back next Sunday, maybe you'll be a little bit better, a little bit closer to being what you need to be. So started taking notes way back in 2005. And also I started taking notes because I helped, I felt like it would help me really focus on the sermon. Cause you know, when you're in church, it's easy to get distracted. The babies are crying, you know, you're whispering to your cousin like, did you hear that? Did you see that? Uh, you're asking for candy. Yeah, it's just, it's a lot going on. And so I started taking notes. Another reason, like I said, was a reason to like ground myself and really like, no, this is important. Like you here to get the information you need to be able to walk it through in this life. You don't need to just get this high on Sunday. You need to have some nuggets that you can, you know, go back through and read. I thought... Honestly, I probably 
it become a habit by the time that I graduated from college. It was a habit. It was, well, by the time I graduated from grad school, it was a habit. So it became part of my daily, my Sunday routine would be to take notes. And also, um, this is back when the Bible wasn't on the phone. And so I had, I don't know what you call it, but it's like a, a carrier. I guess it's called a carrier. I have a carrier for my Bible. And so I could slip the notebook in the front of that carrier. So it was super heavy, mm-hmm. big Bible, big notebook. Um, but I would take it every Sunday, write the notes. I would take it to Bible study mm-hmm. on Wednesday night. So I could write notes. I need these little nuggets, these little helpful things. So fast forward all the way to 2019, when I write this first sermon recap, I'm taking notes. I've advanced the notebooks, the thing of the past, because I got this handy dandy phone and I am ready. And I have the Bible app so I can highlight these passages of scripture and then take my notes on my phone. Woo. Maybe yeah, I'm advanced. You and a uh, Bible study sister-in-law uh, <laughs> are the same person. Like I ain't, I don't know. Like me and notes don't really, like I've never been that type of person type of right. watcher. like it's normally like it just plays out so often in my thoughts same thing like with reading this like immediately uh, just another thir- another sermon that like stuck with me combined with this combined with this combined with this and i don't know if that's just me specifically um but- i think we all learn differently we're all different learners we all do things differently to help us retain information um Here's the thing, though. Of course, I don't remember every single sermon that's in this book. I'm not going to. There's no way I could retain all of that information. But I love that I have almost like a handy dandy guidebook that I can like flip through. And then a sermon that was preached over. What, 18 years ago at this point is still something that can minister me minister to me today. We talked about that in the previous episode. I think about how stuff hits you differently. And so it may not work for other people, but it definitely works for me. I'm thankful um, that I have this treasure trove that I can go back through because I'm telling you, I opened up page one, October 9th, 2005 and was like, "Mm, what you say? And he said, what? And then they went to where? And why is this important? And like, they were just helpful reminders. So fast forward to 2019, October 2019, when I'm taking notes from this sermon. And it was so good to me. Like I said, like even reading the blog of the sermon. And I highly recommend that you go over to BibleStudyGirl.com and read I Went Out Full because there is a very good outline of the sermon and the practical points that... I took away from the sermon, but even now reading it, I get goosebumps because I remember the feel of that I got when I was sitting in the sanctuary and listening to the sermon. You know, I hadn't been sanctuary <laughs> in the sanctuary. I hadn't been a member of St. Luke that long. I don't think at this point, maybe two years at this point, child, I don't know. Anyways. Okay, I'm talking about at the time that I wrote the published this, I had maybe been a member for two years. Ma'am, I know Mm -hmm. I got that. What is long to you? Like two years ain't long to you? Church years, that's that's short. Well, I'm going to say it's not that long because I was a member of 
all my other churches for a long time, like for most of my life. Listen, so no, 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 no. See, you're doing it like it's so weird. Like you, you been, you been there a while, champ. Like two years. I have is, now at this point. No, I'm saying me, two years. Here's the thing. Let me say this: when you join a church where people have been members all of their lives, two years is nothing. But that's comparison. Like you've been there a minute, fam. And it, it, listen, uh, that's all I'm saying. Like, we ain't got to the, the, the tangential uh, gray, as uh, TJ calls me sometimes. We ain't got to go all the way in this tangent, but I'm just saying, two years is a significant amount of time. Y'all got to stop. Like, I, that's a, that is a weird thing. Like, I'm like, 365 times two <laughs> ain't that long. Like, you know or, or even if you do it, like, it. it's still 100, two years. 104 two years. Sundays with maybe okay. like what? However many taken off. That is a long time, but I would say two years of writing blogs. Now that's a long time. Bam! You know, get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> finish your point. Finish your point, girl. No, I'm done with you. So, anyways, what I was going to say before you cut me off is that, <laughs> and it also you are right. Two years is a long time because every Sunday when I say my pastor don't miss, he don't miss. And so for me to get this sermon two years in the game and it really, it challenged me, I think because I was struggling in so many different areas of my life and you talked about bitterness, I was really dealing with bitterness, you know, at this point, like stuff just does not work out for me. I feel like I'm always getting attacked. Like, why does it not work out for me? And then to get a sermon listening to Naomi talk about and express to God her frustrations, her feelings of it just doesn't work out for me. And why is this not working out for me? And for my pastor to bring up the point that Naomi says when she's talking, well, that Naomi, Naomi and her husband and sons, they were experiencing a famine. That is the reason they left their home country. But the whole point is Naomi is talking to God and she brings up the fact that she, when she left their home country, she was full. And so my pastor brings up the point, wait a minute, I thought the reason you left the country that you were in is because there was a famine. I was able to keep you full. Naomi was bitter about everything she lost after she left. But my pastor really emphasized the point that, baby, God was keeping you in the midst of a famine. You were full. So, yes, you have lost. Yes, you have experienced traumatic things life hasn't been fair but I also want you to remember that even in times when things aren't perfect and they're not going the way you think that they should go baby he he, he'll keep you full and I think that was the thing that was just so powerful for me and here I am all these years later I wouldn't say that I'm in a season. I'm not in a season of bitterness. I can say that with confidence and authority. But I need these reminders that even in times when life doesn't seem well, uh, and even when times that things aren't well, not even just seeming well, when things aren't well, that God has been a provider for me. 
I look at 2021 when we lost all of those family members back to back to back. <sighs> and I think about my Naomi season in regards to that, my bitterness, my anger, my depression, my sadness. And God kept me through that. Like it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pleasant. And there were a lot of times. I think I was the opposite of Naomi. Because I didn't even want to talk to him. It wasn't nothing for us to discuss. Yeah. I mean, you did, you did what you did. It is what it is. What I'm going to do about it. We don't need to talk. But even in that, God kept me. And so I'm thankful for that. So I am thankful that I have. The sermon recaps just to remind me, because like I said, I'm not currently in a place of bitterness or just anger. But just to have those reminders that when life does. Oh, no. When life does what? Because it cuts you off. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. When life does hit those points that I serve a God that's able to keep me. And not just keep me, but keep me full, baby. Not just a little bit, but keep me full. So it was a delight, a pleasure, a thrill to be able to read this sermon recap, man. Like one thing I am always. Yep, it caught you again, caught you like twice. I can hear you though, but uh, I'll, I'll cut in just for a second while your internet, I don't know what it's doing today, child. Uh, but, um, you know, I thought about that and there's like, there was so many forgiveness is a, is a rough road as I continuously tackle it. Like when I'm writing those, what is forgiveness things? And I got three of them on, uh, on the, on the site, like each one of them. Yeah. I got what is forgiveness when I did the sermon I have what is forgiveness part one, part two. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Or I think you did a sermon recap. Maybe I feel like I did it, but I, I don't no, know. the sermon, your sermon is on BibleStudyGirl.com. What is forgiveness? The sermon is up for people to uh, listen. You can access that either by going to the Bible study brother category or just typing in what is forgiveness and listen sermon. that way. Um, but so I was thinking about that in a lot of different ways about the bitterness because I think about like past things and, and working through this, uh, the freedom workbook, which I'm going to buy you one and, and send it to you. Uh, just so you know, um, but working through forgiveness. and like, Is that my early Valentine's day present? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Sure. Uh, but. Cause you know, me and my cousin used to celebrate hey, Valentine's hey, day hey, together, hey, but hey. she's gone to glory. You, you're doing, so you, you're hitting I, me. Like let's let's when you talk when we talk about bitterness, just being honest, like you know, she died in January. So that first February, Valentine's Day was real sad, bro. Yeah. But go ahead. Um I was thinking but about like it was sad because Uncle Chauncey died that day. But go ahead, y'all. <laughs> we gonna okay, go ahead. Say what you say. Okay. Saying. I was just gonna say so. It's like so I was been thinking about different past stuff and bitterness about different things like what we talked about yesterday. And the fact of how I manifested a bitterness of mentorship and things of that nature or, or at the time. 
when it initially inseminated or the bitterness about our daddy issues and, and, and all of that other stuff, my bitterness about how uh, me, our, our, tri- our, our triangle relationship went. Um, in different aspects of like giving that stuff to God and finally like kind of forgiving different aspects of lies that I chose to believe um, and how you kind of have to work through that. Um, Because I was thinking about the other day, like there was a bitterness in me for a very long time about, like I spent a lot of time by myself, you know, by the time, you know, like my mom was out working for us. Like my father was working um, my sister was out living a teenage life, you know. I was being a teenager, man. I had uh, wheels, I had yeah. a boyfriend, I was in love. It was a whole thing. And then, you know, by the time I'm going into my teenage years, she's in college. So I'm really, you know, like I might go out with my friends every now and again, but uh, well, more often than, than not, but like there was so much time where I was, it was just me and the TV. You know, it was me and the computer or, you know, me and my thoughts. And for a while, like I I was I know I was big bitter on that um, because you feel alone, especially like if you keep looking for somebody to come and save you from the famine of connection. You know, I'm over here or the famine of jealousy. Like I'm over jealous of my sister with her friends going on cruises and doing stuff that I like. I want to do with my guy group. Like, I want to go out and let's go not do typical guy stuff. Like, let's do fun guy stuff. Like, or fun for me. Like, fun for me is like, let's go uh, not, you know, maybe not just go to a basketball game, but we can go to a museum or something that we like. We can go eat something that ain't, you know, beer and chicken. And, and, you know, like, we ain't got to go to a strip But I love chicken. Uh, You don't like beer. So, moving on. Oh, this this is the best. But this is about you and God's time. It's yeah, not I'm about like, what I love. I was like, go no. ahead. <laughs> uh, you know, like, because I'm a different kind of dude, like, just go and play games and, and do stuff that's like, you know, kind of uplifting in a positive space, not in this feeding machismo stuff. And I was bitter about that for a while before kind of like getting to this stage in my life in these past, I want to say, five ten years maybe in that range of kind of just being happy about like who i am and knowing that the things that i want are coming uh there's a lot of things that are gonna that are opening those doors to that and to continue walking forward with the expectation that god is fulfilling those things um you know moving as he guides me not by as people's feelings emotions thoughts and everything else guides me because i know a lot of how tricky that is and also like dealing with my bitterness about that like it's not that sometimes i don't think uh you know just being honest with y'all but like my sister don't have a good idea on something or, or her and my mama trying to tell me something but sometimes because of the highly critical way in which we do those things it's very hard to listen because it's it ain't making me feel encouraged to to do it it's making me more feel like I'm just, it makes, to bring back the last podcast, it makes me feel not qualified to do it. Because now I feel like I'm dumb. And now I feel like it's not a choice that I'm making, but I'm making a choice. I'm making your choice, not my choice. I'm not even currently making God's choice because I'm just making this frustrated. Well, if it appeases you and gets you to stop 
criticizing me in such a way of like this standard that seems unreachable and everything else, then I'm doing it. Uh, but being delivered from that aspect and still trying to like also make decisions that stand on whatever, working with people and understanding that like, um, uh, anyway, just, just, just doing all of these different things and kind of learning more and, and being one with God to where the bitterness can kind of start leaving because the root of all of it is, like I said, a lie. And like, so what is the, what is the truth of the situation? You know, like when Naomi and everything else is she knew God had never, God never left her. She knew that, which is why she was able to have the converse, the rough and tough conversations with God, because I know you're there. I know you hear me and I know you ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Do you often have rough and tough conversations with God? I do. Uh, it's, you know, the, bigger portion that I'm working on towards now is listening back and making right. sure that I'm like listening, really hearing um, yeah. and not just like giving, but all the time, like I ask the questions. I've always asked the questions. Um, at, at, for a while I used to uh, kind of defer it in mm. the way of like, well, your will be done. Your will be done. Instead of Hey, I'm having some trouble with this. Like this kind of bothers me. I don't know what's going on. You know, because that was the only method I knew. But then, you know, you're stuffing grief in a place. You're 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 burdening yourself when you just compartmentalize to thinking, I can't say, hey, I'm I'm struggling with this. Or hey, right. I want to pray for them, but I, I know I'm struggling with like somebody like or even the th- like the things of they're not doing what I think you have for them, Lord. Am I out of line? Asking him, am I out of line? Like, what is it that I need to pray for for these people that I think are uh, not living the life that you would have them to lead? Am I doing that? You know, like, so when I'm praying for people, how do you want me to, to, to pray for people? Am I praying for me? Am I praying for me to understand? Because I want to be in a better position. I don't want to be critical of people. I don't want right. to be so overly critical of people that I'm not praying for goodness within them. That I'm praying for their relationship with you and my relationship with you to get better. Uh, like, I don't want to remain in bitterness because I'm like, bro, it's, it's plain as day to me by my logic that you should do this. Um, You know, like, what sense does it make? Like, Ruth, why are you here? Oh, sorry. Y'all. Uh, <laughs> Ruth, why? I are read you his here? lips when that dropped. He didn't say it out loud, though. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Listen, I'm good. God did that. God took. I promise you, he probably took my voice right out. Because uh, yeah, feel he like took I your voice it. out. So I was like, hmm. I see it on his lips, but I didn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which funny story? I um, my sister has made fun of me before because at random times I will auto censor myself. It's like I'll be saying, I'll whatever happened, like I might stub my toe or something makes me mad, and I'm like, bleep, bleep. And she's like, Why? Why? Why did you just sit to yourself like that? I'm like, I, I just I just do. I'm trying to be better. Uh you know, funny Trying uh, to be better, because we can spiral down. Because uh, yeah, because uh, Char- experienced that the other day, and I said, I just I, I cannot help myself. I got my hands pinched in a cart or whatever and i could have been bitter about it <laughs> but i just said but i just said some some choice uh 
censored words. Like I said earlier, guys, we definitely do want to create community. We want this to be a safe place for people to feel like they can share their stories, share their lives, share their testimonies. Are there any situations that have left you bitter? Have you started to maybe not think on the goodness of God, but think on the bad things that have happened to you? Are you living in that place? Um, are you dwelling in that place? Man, I was there, been there, stayed there. Um and it's not a good place to be. So I'm always willing to talk to people. To Can I tell you? I'm always willing to talk to people. I'm always willing to be a listening ear. I think that is one of my gifts. I'm a great listener. And if you want somebody to listen to you and listen to what you got going on, I'm here for you. Just know she um, is equipped with the I don't mean no harm. She just don't say I don't mean no harm. Anyway, but if you... Let me tell y'all, I'm going to say this. He said that because I, here's the thing. (laughs) And I've said this to him before. Listen, bro. You have the option. You want me to always just be like, yeah, yeah, that's right. You're right. Everything's right. Everything's fine. And you want me to be real with you. And also... I feel I, like I, I spoke pink the truth in love. The <laughs> what I feel like I spoke the truth in love. I wasn't even, and I was like, I can't speak for nobody else. I'm just gonna speak for me. <laughs> Didn't I tell you that? You did. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm a, I'm not gonna speak for nobody else. I'm gonna speak for me. I'm gonna tell you what I think. And I know I'm saying all this to say, I promise. He swears I'm so abrasive. I am not. But I will tell you something. He said I'm lying. I'm not. <laughs> Listen. Here's let, the thing. Hold on. Wait. No, Here's no, no, the no, thing. No, no, let me say this. Okay. Go ahead. I'm going to say this. And then a hit dog will holler. Oh my because. God! Sit. Listen, the people. This. This. Let me. Let me tell. Let me tell y'all something. That no, is. The, and let me say, that is the. Joe, no, let no. me say this to you. No, let me say this, yeah, and then I'm gonna let you talk. You been talking. I'm gonna say this. I. Okay, so my therapist challenged me to use my friend to help me in one of the areas of my life I'm struggling with. When she does what I asked her to do, it pisses me off. Like, it don't make me feel good. I, I'm not happy. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to get off this phone. Um, So I don't like it. It's not comfortable. But what she said to me was true. I could tell you all the reasons why what she said, like, that was not even necessary. And the thing is, she don't be hollering at me. She be like, um... Can I say something? <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah. But even though I really want to be like, no. She'd be like, okay. I want so to I'm, I'm cut you off. Only because here, here's why I'm cut you off. So that's not what I'm talking about. I do understand oh. that. Here's the, here's the thing with Bible study uh, BSG that she does not understand. Her words, whether you're telling the truth or telling the truth you believe, because there are two different things. There are uh, Those are two different things. That your, your knife cut the same like it cut the same when it's the truth and the hurt dog is gonna holler and it cut when it's this is the truth that i believe whether you believe it or not and it's the same knife at times and i think like what i be thinking sometimes that is oblivious to like that i see more on myself i'll say this instead of just always making it seem like i don't have these things i notice them because i do them because inherently it is a learned trait between us is right or wrong whether the hurt dog gonna holler or not 
I'm I got the knife. There's power. The power of life or death is is in the tongue. It's not to say that everything is gonna feel great for sure, but on either end, they kind of are. They kind of can end up feeling the same. It does no matter even if it's yeah. delivered nicely yeah. or like I said, my friend she don't curse me. She's not condescending. Can can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yeah. Okay. She just be like, "Can you see it this way, or can you tell me why you want to do it this way?" And it annoys me. Like, it annoys me. Even it annoys me. Like, even if she had hollered at me, just because I know that's the area of life I do need refining in. It hurts me every time. My prayer is that as time goes on, it won't hurt as much and it won't feel as bad, but in two ways. There's always something we got to kind of learn, but I mean, that's why we understand um, that there are blog posts every day. So we can walk through this together at BibleStudyGirl.com. If you want to hit us up on the socials, then go to Bible Study Girl, the number two on Twitter, underscore Bible Study Girl on Instagram. Uh, the Bible Study Girl Facebook page is amazing. Thank you guys for all of your communication and interactions with us. It has been a blessing. Uh, thank you for going and subscribing to the YouTube channel, which because of you guys by now, we have our handle. So now you can just go to YouTube.com slash Bible Study Girl. I'm claiming it. I'm This is, boy, y'all know how we're recording these things now. I'm claiming this. Uh, well, they really have no idea how we're recording. Yeah, we, by now they will. Okay. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Because there will be, there's like, we're talking about this YouTube channel and they, they don't have this visual because we were not prepared <laughs> to give this visual to them. So there's another visual. That is correct because I got my bonnet on and I'm real yeah. chill. Uh, but that that's what I was saying. Like, they'll start to know once after 100. Yeah, after uh, we are at 102. So, so yeah. uh, but anyway, thank you guys. Uh, oh, yeah, our email is uh, bobstudygirl2019 at gmail.com. The year it all started, the year that will be uh, one of the most pivotal things, I think, of the BSG career. Um, man, be on the lookout for the BSG Bible study. Um, and, like, just continue with us on this growth journey, like, because it's going to grow to a lot of different things because we want to be in service. Uh, we want to be in service to you guys. And I think I said this on 99 or like New Year's expectations. Like, uh, you know, I want to be able to. That know, would be 98 New Year's. 98. 98. Mm-hmm. So I want to be out here, you know, doing, you know, these conferences with you guys, performing for you guys, performing music that is positive and, and uplifting that you like, oh, it's got a, it's got a nice rock to it. You know, I ain't got to go to the to the club for like that thump or that feeling, you know, that good uh, rapidy rap hippity hop 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 because wallowing in sand don't preach y'all but we preach and until we meet again guys keep preaching but also i just want whatever the lord has for us i don't have a specific he gave us the same vision in jesus the, name. the 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 the, but, the, the fairy dust was going the fairy uh, dust. I want the fairy going. dust. Come on, bring it. I just had because you be throwing stuff, and I'd be like, "He think I'm not gonna hit this ball he just threw. I'm hitting it." Um, we just want whatever the Lord wants for us, guys. We yeah. preach. Keep preaching. <laughs>
Thank you.